I'm Ryan, the other guy's Jordan, and this is Two Angles on Angling. If you want top quality jigs and jig heads, look no further than JDO Lure Co. I offer a variety of jigs. If you love smallmouth, then the Ned Rig heads and swimbait heads are for you. Pair them with your favorite soft plastic and get ready to catch fish. If you love largemouth, I also produce top-notch quality skip and flipping jigs, wire tied, and with a custom bait keeper. Made with premium Gamagatsu hooks, powder coat finish to ensure durability, and each jig made by myself, by hand. Check out my lures on Instagram at JDO Lure Co. at JD underscore outdoors 1773. You can also catch my stuff in action on my YouTube channel, JD Outdoors. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Two Angles on Angling. This is Jordan with my co host. It's Ryan. What's up, guys? So, a uh, few housekeeping things. I'm going to get us going right off the bat. Do it. So, two days from now would be the official one-year anniversary of Two Angles on Angling. Yep. And we had missed a few here or there, but, I mean, this is episode 39. So, that's uh, quite a lot of yeah, no, episodes recorded this year. And that's it, an dude. awesome... Uh, Awesome thing looking back because I know we uh, looked back a little bit in the last episode and that's something uh, we're right at it now. So pretty yep. awesome looking at that. Uh, going forward, kind of looking into a few things. Uh, today I just uh, released another YouTube video. It is not the two angles on angling one that I've been talking about for months, but my laptop is back in working order. We figured out what the issues were. And everything's good, so I'm going to be starting to edit that film here soon. Nice. So <clears throat> stay tuned. That video should be coming out for real this time soon. Oh, beyond that, February uh, 16th through the 19th, that's a Thursday through Sunday, the Niagara Fishing Expo. Uh, if you're interested in it at all, there's tons of great seminars, fly fishing, <clears throat> Every species, uh, casting, all that bass, whatever you want to learn about, you can go there and learn a little bit. Kayak fishing, tournaments, all that. So uh, JDO will have a booth there, so I will be selling jigs and uh, jig heads, mostly Ned Rig swim bait heads, nice. some flipping, skipping jigs, <coughs> uh, and some tube jigs. Definitely buy them, I use them, people. What's up? So... Well, I didn't hear what you said. I just I said definitely buy them. I use them. Gotcha. I heard his truck shut yeah. off, and that's all I was hearing. Uh, and I'll be doing a seminar. I'm not 100% sure on the time at the moment, but I'm doing a seminar on that Friday and Saturday uh, about <clears throat> finesse bodied baits for bass. I almost did for big bass, but I felt like that was just getting a little... The double B? Yeah, it was just getting too far. So <clears throat> I, I did not end up going that route. But I'm working on that PowerPoint now. 
uh, getting all the tackle prepped for it. Going to have some hats, stickers for sale. Uh, Going to have shirts as well. You have one of them already, uh, that new color scheme I did. So those will be for sale at the show as well. I'll have two angles on angling stickers for everyone is uh, at the show also. So a lot of cool things coming. The weather has been uh, a little more favorable to us as well. So it's uh, helped in many ways. I also recently got a new vehicle. You did? So I did. It's right down there, brother. That's it? Yes, nice. Sir. Good for so, you, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, I've been taking care of that. And now now that I have uh, that worry off my back, Ryan has been gracious enough to uh, give me a lift a few times here recently. So thank you for that. But uh, Happy to re- help, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Ready to get on some uh, some more fishing ex- excursions and adventures here soon. and. My my work schedule starting to lay out consistently again. I'm having uh, certain days off every day of the week, so hopefully I'm getting back into the flow of fishing right. regularly. But <clears throat> yeah, man. Um, should why don't you go over the week and then I'll filter in when we get to the day that we fish. Yeah, um, actually, was that the first day? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, we was. no, it was the second day. Oh yeah, we, yep, we had a uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we had a good week. I mean. I don't, I'm battling some weird voice loss stuff. Like, uh, was worse a couple of days ago. Now it's, it's been, yeah. it's been getting better. I don't know if I had, you know, some sort of sinus or whatever. I don't know, whatever. I feel yeah. perfectly fine. It's just one of those things where <clears throat> losing the voice a little bit, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I fished four days this last week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, nice. Wednesday, and then today. Uh, Monday, we had some pretty, like, so the water, remember when you and I, last podcast, a week ago today, we drove the system, and I was saying, look, um, I'm bullish that it's going to be good by Wednesday, and I was, what I was really thinking was that I want to fish tomorrow, like, you know, the water color is such that I'll give it a try, like, it's not super clear, it's about a foot, but you know, screw it. There was a, there was a tint of green to it. So I went out with my buddy, Mike and my buddy, Ryan on Monday, <clears throat> we fished the lower Niagara. It was a pretty big Southwest blow. Like there were six plus footers on Erie. Um, but we were pretty sheltered from the wind for the most part down there. So, uh, like I said, the water was muddy. We ended up catching a steelhead and a walleye up in devil's hole. We only fished for four hours. we Got a steelhead and a walleye up there. <clears throat> and then uh, we didn't even bother fishing the art park because, I mean, if we weren't catching much in Devil's Hole, we weren't going to an art park. It was even muddier there. Yeah. So we just shot all the way down the river and fished for browns. And we ended up catching browns at a decent clip, mostly small ones, but we were getting into them. So that was fun. Uh, Tuesday is when you and I went out, you know, and so – uh, we, I knew like, so <clears throat> I could just tell him, uh, I thought we went on Wednesday. Did we? Look, I could have swore that was the day I had off this. Maybe I went out with John on Tuesday. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, okay. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah Wednesday. So I went out with, uh, with one of my clients and well, really more of a friend, John draws. And yep. we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we, uh, we went, went out and fished Erie and the watercolor was pretty trashed from the waves the day prior. I, you know, I, I, or two days prior, I didn't think it was, was going to be bad, but. It, it was real muddy and uh, we went out a ways and 
didn't get into any clear water. So we just fished through the mud for about two hours. I haven't seen him for a while. So, I, you know, it was just good hanging out with him and talking. And, and uh, you know, after about two hours, we called it quits and, and went in. And then uh, Wednesday, I, I had a feeling because Tuesday it was real calm out there. I had a feeling that the watercolor would be better by Wednesday. So that's when you and I went out, mm. went out and fished the lake again. <clears throat> and the watercolor was not better. It was it was the same. Um, you managed to catch the only fish. Yep, I did catch the first fish of the year. A nice walleye. That was, yeah. uh, that was a blast. It happened so absolutely quick. I I just it was I was in disbelief. <clears throat> not how quickly I caught the fish, but like the time from which I I set the hook to which it was in the boat. I was like, this is it's coming right up. Like I yeah. wasn't. It just wasn't. In the middle of winter, that's not what I was expecting. I was yeah. not expecting a fish to just be like, all right, I'm going to just go straight up. I know. That it was, was crazy, especially it, for a walleye fight. Yeah, and then when you netted it, instantly came unpinned. And, uh, it was yeah, good. It was a, it was a yeah, good time. It was, a, it was a healthy, fat fish. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Catching walleyes in the winter is cool. Like when the water is that cold. Like right now, it's. I think it, this morning it was 37. Um like walleye's fins like super pop out just yeah. like bass fins do in, in the fall. If you caught a bass now, their fins would be super popped out too. Yeah. But like, yeah, I was surprised. Like yeah. we put in a ton of work on, on Wednesday, covered a bunch of great lines that I, places that I was catching fish back in December. And I had great screens. Just we could not connect to fish, man. I, I don't, and the only thing that I could think of is, I mean, yeah, we were fishing deep water, you know, 35 to like over 40 feet. And, you know, it's dark down there. It was overcast and the, the water was still like less, you know, probably less than a foot of visibility. And so, so I guess that's why we didn't catch fish. Um, so that's two days in a row. I mean, other than the yeah. one walleye, like that was pretty pretty sad performance out there yeah, we were out there for four hours yeah it wasn't like we you know we ground out a full day session but yeah. in four hours to only pick off one fish combing zones where i had great screens just there was no clear water to be found mm -hmm. so changing the pattern up would have been like you know for what like i got a good screen like we might as well just keep keep combing it and yeah. hope that eventually one will just get right in front of a fish's face yeah and we, we were can passing make it happen. fish the whole time yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> From what it was I, fun nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. So Tuesday, it poured rain, and uh, so I didn't go out at all. Thursday, you mean? Yeah. So Tuesday? Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. Thursday. So th yeah, Thursday, it poured rain. And then Wednesday, it got, or Friday, it got cold and snowed a little bit. So, you know, that uh, Saturday, the temperatures dropped down into the teens, yep. and then got into the low 20s midday and there was a really strong north wind but the river color was was good so i went out and <clears throat> you know a couple days this week i did this and i'm going to keep doing it on my days off is i would do like extreme cold weather like acclimation so what i did is on uh saturday i um so i canceled my trip on saturday just because th that north wind and the, that super cold temperatures and like marginal water color i was like yeah, no, that, that, that's not a series yeah. of factors that make it. Like, we could have done it, but and we probably would have caught stuff, but it would have been painful, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so anyway, I, I, I went to the gym on Saturday, 
and hit the sauna hard and like came out. And by the time I put my, my shorts and my t-shirt back on socks, I just sweat through everything. Right. So I'm like so basically soaking wet. So I drove to devil's hole and, uh, to check out the water and just walked for 25 minutes in a t-shirt and shorts soaking wet. And, uh, I did this before picking you up for work the other day too. This time it was even colder and, uh, it was crazy, dude. Yeah. Like I, I I'll say this, like, and then I, I took the cold shower this morning too, like you've been doing. And, uh, but I'll say I, I'll, it's, uh, it's a crazy experience, man. Like saunas, like I'm big on saunas. I, yeah. I think like I can do a solid 20, like, I don't know how hot the sauna at Catalyst Fitness is. It's hot. And I usually yeah. can, like, I have to tap out somewhere between 20 and 25 minutes. You know, like that's about, and by then, like, what I usually do if I'm in a sauna is, uh, I'll, um, I'll lean, like, I'll, I'll try to go five songs like if they're playing music in the gym or whatever i'll try to go five songs without looking at a clock just to see where i'm at and then when i finally look at a clock i'll lean over and let sweat drip off of my fingers and if the cadence of my sweat drops is one a second like if there's that much sweat pouring off my body then i know that i've hit a good like i know i've hit like extreme thermogenesis right so that's, I, I usually get to that state and chill in that for like five minutes, right? But this cold weather thing, I don't have dialed at all, you know? So like that striker ice suit, man, I'm telling you, like you're just hot in that, dude. Like that plus like, you know, what I normally wear, like a base layer and a, and a mid, mid layer, pair of pads, thick socks, I'm good. You know, I don't really get that cold out there, but man, I'll tell you, dude, like, 10 minutes into walking in that, in those temperatures, my hands were purple, like straight purple, dude. Like not, there was no pink or like whiteness to it. They were fucking like purple. And, uh, I, you know, I was doing like hardcore, like breathing, like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. pushing as hard as I could. And, uh, but dude, once I got to like the 17 minute mark, there was no, like you couldn't, <laughs> you could just do that all you wanted. It just didn't matter. Like all my extremities were getting really cold, like it, like really painful. But you start getting extreme tunnel vision uh, when yeah. when it's like that, and it's uh, anyway, it's interesting. So that's uh, that was Saturday. Yeah, and then I fished today with clients. It was great. We caught a bunch of lake trout, which is odd. I, I can't believe that's yeah. still a thing, but we got a bunch yeah. of lakers. Uh, we caught some browns and we caught a single steelhead, but a bunch of dudes fished in devil's. So I didn't in the morning, I didn't go there until the afternoon. So I'm not gotcha. sure how good it is, but we caught a coho too, oh, nice. which is super random. Um, super, super today. duper random. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, it was a pretty solid day. Yeah. Watercolors improved well. And then, you know, looking forward into, uh, to next week, like. We got some stability tomorrow for sure. Tuesday looks pretty mild, like wind-wise. Uh, same thing with Wednesday. Like, there's a little bit of precipitation in the forecast, but not a lot. Tuesday, Wednesday. Are you booked Tuesday? No. If you want to go, yeah, we I'm can definitely do it. Um, Let's do it. And then, uh, 
Yeah, and then towards the end of the week, there's supposed to be some big wind days, but then the weekend looks okay. Like, the forecast keeps swinging pretty wildly for next weekend, which is, I guess, the norm for this time of year. So all I know is, like, the next three or four days or so, if you want to get out, you can get out, and the watercolor will be there for you uh, to fish the lower. I don't think the wind will be right to fish Erie um, after uh, tomorrow. It might, but um, the lower will be the place yeah. for, for a while. And like like I said, water's clearing. It seems like there's a lot of fish there. I mean, we had a pretty solid catch rate today, and the watercolor wasn't amazing. It was good enough mm -hmm. to catch fish in, and we did catch fish in it. Um, but it, it wasn't nearly as active as I was hoping it would be. But we still broke double digits in the day. So, you know, that's with two anglers, that's, that's pretty solid. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I have uh, I have high hopes that this upcoming week's gonna be gonna be good, man. Yeah, so for sure. All right, I'm stoked. Tuesday's gonna be a good day. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, hmm. I'll mention a few more things and then we can dive into yeah. more of the deeper aspects <clears throat> as well. So Ryan and I were talking before the podcast, and uh, we wanted to throw this out there to you guys. Um, and through Anchor, Ryan said we can you can go on there and do it already. But if uh, there's any questions or anything that you guys or topics that you'd like us to cover or something uh, that you want us to expand on even more, uh, reach out to either of us on social media. Uh, I'm not very I, – I check it daily. Um, I yep. haven't been as active on it, but I'll definitely uh, check the messages now and again and see uh, – and. Try and get some questions going. I think it'd be cool to get some uh, interaction with the people who've been listening, and uh, that'll you know we we do manage to come up with uh, conversations every single episode, but it would it, you know it does help every now and again yeah. to get some input from people and <laughs> see uh, see what you what the listeners are liking best. So uh, we both yeah, feel we, free. we post them to both of us post to social media like to just to let people know that they're out there. So. You can comment on that or just DM us, yeah. you know? Yeah, so. for sure. And, uh, yeah, we still got the stickers available if anyone wants any. Also, feel free uh shoot us a message about that as well. Uh, I'm at JD underscore outdoors 1773. And then Ryan's at Fly. Yep. correct? All right, yeah, that simple. <clears throat> so, Ryan, do you want to start breaking into the – the deeper parts of the part of the episode yep. or how do you, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, so, Oh, well, well one thing about the fishing before I, yeah, I, I for totally sure. forgot just a quick point. All I used today were minnows. Really? It's all I used and, uh, they got chewed. So you could be, you know, sure you could fish back, tie up bags if you want or fish beads if you want. But there's a lot of minnows around if you know where to find them. And, uh, you know, the, the fish were chewing those. And they threw up lots of those. Like the, the fish down in the lower, the brown trout threw up gizzard shad. No shock. That's, what, that's what's been happening for a while now. And uh, since, like, late November. And the steelhead and the lakers threw up smelt. So mm. anyway, um, but yeah, what we kind of what we talked about last week and what I, I, you know, Jordan and I both like the idea of going forward is uh, just talking about 
you know, random stuff and getting into in, into some side tangents, just bantering back and forth about topics that are closer to home for us instead of just getting into fishing or sticking with the simplicity theme. Because we'll, that, that always weaves its way through and mm-hmm. drop those nuggets in. But uh, no, this week I wanted to talk about uh, like podcast and music consumption. Because what I think is super interesting uh, between you and I is we got well, there's a big age gap between us. So we're, we're talking about a like a, a generation gap between the two of us, and uh, our consumption patterns are, you know, like the difference, like the similarities and differences between our uh, consumption patterns. I think are interesting. You know, I'm in my mid 40s. You're in your mid 20s. <clears throat> there's a uh, there's just a, a different, you know, diet there, right? So for sure. But I think like let's just talk about that for a second, like why it's different. All right. Um, before we talk about specific podcasts, I'll give like a quick account of my childhood and how I got to be where I am now, and then you tell me yours. All right. So all right, all right, all right. So when I was a kid in the 80s, it started with tapes, and you had to go to a store to buy a tape. You know, my first tape is a Cindy Lauper tape, followed shortly thereafter by uh, Michael Jackson, Def Leppard, Bon Jovi, hair bands, 80s, 80s hair band stuff, uh, White Snake, all that shit. Uh, tapes. And then there were tape players. Eventually, there were tape players in cars, you know, so you could listen to tapes in a car for a long time uh you know like but you'd have to listen to every single track right like fast forwarding wasn't precise Mm -hmm. and like sometimes you would have like in the later days of tapes there were like mechanisms out there that would you would have you could fast forward but it would stop at the beginning of or at the end of every track Mm. but it would still take time and a lot of a lot of devices didn't have that. Yeah. You know, it was a later development, right? So, long story short, there is you would have to listen to everything, and you usually would. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that put pressure on artists to put together like when they put albums out, they put out in. every single track or close to it was really solid, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and then CDs came around in the nineties. Still, like, there were some random clubs where you could buy, if I asked my wife that she would know, but you would, like, it was, like, a mailing subscription, and every month you, and, like, lots of teenagers defaulted on these things and would end up in collections. It was ridiculous. But it, you would get, like, random CDs sent to your house every month, and, and uh, you're in this club. But you'd still, other than that, which very few people had memberships to, you would have to go to the store to buy it. So... And when you would go to the store, everything that was available to buy was there. Like, you know, like that was right in front of you. So you could just spend an hour perusing the store and get a sense of what's out there. And then you could read like, you know, I was big into hip hop. So I listened to uh, like I would read the source and you could you could kind of get stuff from there, too. Um, but that was it. You'd have to fit. You'd have to leave your house and go to a store and see it there. And then you only knew like then and only then did you know that that album was out and on the streets and available mm-hmm. to buy. Right. And then MP3s came around and, 
you know, and then everything just really escalated in the early 2000s to the point where we are now, where there is just so much content out there that considering how I used to digest it back in a day, I've just had to stay, you know, kind of nimble. But I'm, I got to admit, as a dude in my mid-40s, I don't know how you younger people aren't, like, fully overwhelmed. Or if you aren't, if you aren't uh, you've just been overwhelmed from the get-go and you've just become acclimated to it. So, I mean, how, how did it... So I think, the, I think the latter half of what you just said is more accurate for sure because I was thinking about like my brain was rattling the whole time you were saying that about like how did how did my start and uh, my earliest memories are of cassette players in the house and uh, uh, velcroed to the floor in the Chevy Blazer and I remember that like mildly and then i have a pretty grand memory of the cd era and then when i was like just going into middle school we got like mp3 players which are pretty sweet and then shortly after that ipod and then just iphone going forward into like high school for me and that's pretty much the main way i listen to music uh so how, yeah, how you... it, it wasn't like there was nothing to it. It was just so for the consumption aspect, I'm saying, because like most of my life, half of it, at least like the music has just always been there. So like, yeah, so I, how do I you find it? Like, so, what are you looking so for? That aspect. Yeah. So that aspect. Because the reason uh, why I'm asking 90, that be, yeah. before you expand on it, like yeah. when because I've, I've talked to. My, my buddy Nate's dad about this. We actually got almost got in a fight about it. Um, but uh, that's, that's a whole other story. But he, so we used to have, and it, they're still out there, but I just think they're, they're like a false notion now. But like when I was growing up, there were defined genres, right? It was like alternative and like rock and metal and hip hop or hip hop and R&B. Yeah or rap or gangster rap or whatever there was some yeah. derivate you know there's a little bit of splintering there for yeah. a bit but there were that's how the record store was mm. organized right so you just found yourself like i was almost like i when i was in single digits years i listened to hair metal stuff but then i discovered hip-hop there's i'm not going to go down that path but i've, I've yeah. been listening to hip-hop since the late 80s um and uh that's how you, I would just go to the hip hop section of the record store, CD store, whatever. And that's, that's all I would look at. I would go through all the albums. So how, like your earliest memories of, of finding or looking for music, like how did you. So, so that, yeah, that's an interesting thing because like my dad just provided the music like for a vast majority of my life. And I didn't go out of my way to find stuff and so like for even more background my dad like he used to he used to dj and everything like his like albums out the wazoo like no music shit. is like nice. yeah music's his thing and uh been to hundreds and hundreds of concerts like that kind of you know like really into it and so i've i could go the rest of my life probably and just listening to what he's listened to and I'd like cover, like I'd cover that and that'd probably be about it. 
and I'd be putting in some work. Like he's really into it. So like I've always had this plethora of music laid out for us. And it wasn't probably honestly until maybe either really late in high school or early in college where like I started seeking stuff out because I started to finally understand like my niches and what I like to listen to, which like for me, progressive rock is definitely the one niche. And the other one is, it's uh, or at least at that time, the other big one, it's, I don't want to say country rock by any means because it's not country, but it's like more just a little more maybe southerny, a little yeah, bluesy, just, bluesy yeah. rock, like just some a little. Well, that therein lies the problem with trying to. Yeah, it's hard to genres. pin it. It's hard to pin it because right. it's like, especially now, like with all the different variations. Of right, everything. and that, that, that's what's so crazy about shit. Yeah, man. but for yeah. me, finding this stuff, it's like. I'm either asking people who already listen to the bands that I, I know and I enjoy, and then they will give me recommendations or just people in my friend circle will just randomly uh, send me a song and I'll give it a listen or I'll be hanging out with people and I'll hear a song. Uh, I'll Shazam a song while I'm at work and then I'll find a little rabbit hole and I'll start going down it for a few weeks, a month, maybe two months. And then I get really saturated with it, and then I'm like, all right, time to break away and, like, go back to some other stuff, try find some new stuff. Uh, how I, you know, with my phone and everything, how I'm consuming it, uh, I, I could, you know, any which way, I could shuffle every song, I could listen to album shuffle, whatever, I could just listen to an artist, what have you. How I usually do it is I'll either pull up a playlist, which I have dozens made up for, like, you know, different times when I want to listen to different stuff or I will go out of my way to listen to a whole album front to back, which isn't, doesn't, you know, it isn't a too common way to listen to music now. And it's, uh, I do it almost at times you challenge myself because when you shuffle music so often, you're just yeah. like bouncing all over the place. And, uh, yeah, where was I going with that? I went down. Uh, no, well, well what, what I've been thinking about as you're talking about that is like duration of listening to, like getting into things, right? Because yeah. you were talking about how, like, you'll Shazam something and then go down that rabbit hole for months. Like that, that just straight up wasn't like that's what people yeah. just need to understand. Like that wasn't really a possibility. Like yeah. not all that long ago, you just mm -hmm. couldn't do that. You know, like, like when, when, when I was a kid, like even when I was your age, I, that's when I first started really getting into EDM, which now, like, if you were to ask me what my favorite EDM artists are, I would have no fucking clue. <laughs> like I entirely let the algorithm on, on, uh, Apple, uh, music just feed me and I just thumbs up and thumbs down shit. Mm. And, uh. I just let the algorithm further define, but there's like, like DLMT, like Eli and fur. And like, I, I don't know, man, there's, there's like a side piece, maybe that kind like, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's just a lot of really good shit out there. As long as it's more than three minutes, I'm a fan. Uh, if some girl's singing in it and there isn't a lot of piano, I'm a fan of it. EDM wise. 
Um, you know, but uh, that's entirely fed by an algorithm. But when I was in college, dude, like, uh, and just out of college living in Southern California, you still, like, had to mostly go to a record store and buy CDs. Yeah. And I was buying, like, like ultra dense and stuff like that, like, re really old school, um, and like Danny Tenaglia, Paul Oakenfold, freaking Sasha, uh, John Digweed, uh, like all these uh, global underground huge DJ artists, right? Like, but I, like I could tell you all these people because I, I just, you'd buy a CD and like you would just listen to that yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Like you weren't like, like I, you know, maybe some people did, but I definitely did. And, it, and the people that I hung out with, like nobody in my high school, cons like you would consume a single tape for a long time. Maybe two, maybe you might have three, three artists or three tapes going, but that was a lot, dude. And yeah. you would listen to all of it. You know, I'd have like, to this day, I got lyrics from hundreds of songs from that period of my life memorized. Like nowadays, dude, I, I consume music the same way as you. Like I, I end up just going down some random rabbit hole and like, you know, I'll, like there's so many albums that have come out from some of my famous art favorite artists from like the nineties and early two thousands. Those dudes are still putting out albums and I had no fucking clue. You know, I had no clue. And th but then suddenly you just bump into it. And you're like, yeah. wait, really dude? Like this dude's still dropping shit. Yeah. It, it's crazy because there is like just so <laughs> much. There's so, so much. And I, I'm into like, and now like even more just, like different categories, like kind of jam band, and uh, <clears throat> it's it's so hard. I don't know how to label a lot of these categories. To to be completely honest with you, um, but like getting into more of them, then I have a bigger group of people giving me song recommendations, and like I want to try them all. I want to listen yeah. to all of it, but I just can't. And like you know, you. Can, for me, I can only spend so much time trying to find new music. If something doesn't hit with me within, like, I don't know, 30 minutes maybe of trying to find, like, sitting down and trying to find new music, then I'm out. Yeah. I, I got to go back to something I know and, and, and drive with that. And, like, the other thing music finding-wise that for the last two years has produced a lot of bands that I really enjoy is uh, the Instagram ads. Because, you know, I, I, yes, I, I it's a lot of fishing on my Instagram, but I also do follow follow some music <clears throat> music things and bands and whatnot. So it would give some recommendations or, like, I'd see one of the songs for an Instagram reel and I'd like it and I'd, I'd find it and then go down a rabbit hole and then you find the band and then you start listening to them. And uh, it's produced some of, my, some of my current favorite bands just off of Instagram. Like Interesting. That, which is awesome because, like, to me, that's a super exciting find. And it's, like, probably the feeling that you would get when you go into, not, not, eh, maybe, I don't know. Like, when you, maybe if you went to a record store and heard a song playing and then you just picked it up. Yeah. Like, that sort of deal. Because it's like, all right, you hear a little snippet in the ad and then you're like, okay, I, I'm digging this. And then you go try it out and it's like, holy shit, this is, uh, <laughs> this is one of the best albums I've heard in a while or EP. EPs, rather, actually. We, we got into that discussion uh, last week on Off the yeah. Podcast, but um, a lot of stuff from newer artists that I'm listening to, it's all, it's mostly EPs. 
anything, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm listening to, you know, prior to, I don't know, like 2006 prior, like, you know, it's a lot of it's just, I'll listen to the full album and. Yeah, the, nowadays there's not as much of an incentive to drop an entire album. You could just drop song by song by yeah. song and then just combine it all together and call it an album because because people don't buy things by the album anymore. Yeah. You know, and most people have a membership to a streaming service, either Apple or Spotify or whatever. And you're, or, you know, you might pay Pandora. I don't know mm -hmm. what people are using. I use Apple music or, yeah, or so and Spotify. Um, and you know, you just get all these tracks yeah. for a monthly fee, an unlimited number of tracks, as much as you want to listen to music. That's insane. Like I, I uh, so where I'm going with this is I don't know, like when I was young and you, if you go back even further than that, this is the, like the, the argument that my buddy Nate's dad and I had is that when I was young and even more, it was ex exaggerated even more when he was young and he's in his mid seventies. Um, was that there was like a kind of a socially agreed upon definition of what's good, like good music. And the, if you think about it, though, the reason why that's the case is because there was a uh, a filter there. Right. There were a bunch of executives and yeah. you know specialists or whatever who were the uh, gatekeepers to the music industry. So they they based on their tastes decided what would make the most amount of money and that's what was allowed to get airplay and a lot of artists didn't get in yeah but and but those that did get in were successful and uh, the record companies made most of the money but there was limited amounts of content out there and the record companies decided what that is like like what's good and so we all kind of were on the same sheet news was that way too like we only had a handful of stations on TV and not most, a lot of people don't even have TV. Like we don't have to, we're not connected to cable. Most people, younger generations aren't connected to cable. A lot of people my age aren't connected to cable, but um, we don't see, only, we only used to have like four or five channels. So we had like limited amounts of stuff. So there was some degree of like social unity because our uh, information consumption diet like our diet for for knowledge or information was pretty close to the same. <clears throat> there was these deviations, of course, but we all kind of could relate. Yeah. Now you can just end up like in a completely very small silo and just live there for a long time to where your world is. It's it's hard to under like to recognize uh, or define like what's true or what's normal right you know which, which is like like goes into the podcast listening too like i i used to read the economist a lot i used to read the new york uh times a lot i used to read the washington post a lot um and then things just started getting weird uh i, I started seeing all kinds of strange flaws and weird arguments and like yeah okay i'm, I'm just not i'm not feeling this and then i started uh listening to the the hill podcast or watching it on youtube and then sagar and jetty and crystal ball like branched off and started this thing breaking points like a little i guess it was like a couple of years ago now 
And that's the only thing place that I go to for news. You know, I listen to a Breaking Points podcast. Like, she's left-leaning, he's right-leaning, you know, and basically it just kind of, it's three days a week. Um, it's just a summary, an hour and some change summary of what's going on, of, like, things that they think are the most important ways to think about it from two different angles. And uh, that's it. Like, that's my sense of the universe. Mm -hmm. Just <clears throat> that new, And then, like, so if you listen to... Any other podcast that comes out on a weekly, um, you're you're if there's something cr really crazy going down in the world, it's going to come out right. So that's where I that, like that's my level of connectivity or like caring nowadays about um, global affairs or or even national level affairs. Like um, we've just gotten so disconnected that and so siloed that like I, all I mostly care about is my family and my friend group and what's going on with the fishery and like the region, Yeah, you know, like that's the only thing that I think is, is worth caring about because everything outside of that, that I can't see and touch and talk to and engage with is just very difficult to wrap my head around. Like what's true and what's actually going on. Like whose perspective is it is, is there enough time yeah to get through all the information to really yeah, get a true. sense of, you know, I mean, I, I, so like most of your formative years, you've uh, been, exp this is how it's been for you. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so I've just been conscious of it because it, it, it everything has changed so much. So, I mean, like, I don't know, man, how, how does it make you, does it make you feel listless? Like, like, I, I don't know. How, how so, do you, how do you even feel like you could get like because the younger generations typically don't vote and I, this isn't about voting. Yeah, but I, what, what I could say is like I understand I would totally understand if you would be totally disillusioned with national or like uh, either uh, foreign policy or even national like level affairs, because it's like, how the fuck would you ever know what's actually true? You know, and, and what you got so many different perspectives flying at you all the time. It'd be hard to form an opinion on something so, <clears throat> so yeah exactly what you just said is a hundred percent true and that goes for everything uh not even just politically but like you know i've been listening to podcasts for you know, six years seven eh, probably seven years now or so and started off with just like outdoors podcasts about hunting and fishing and then got into joe rogan and then that led me down to dozens of other rabbit holes over the years but um it's very hard to because and you know i'm i always like being a student i always like learning so when i go down just like the music i'll go down the rabbit hole of learning and i'm going to learn a lot about fasting this month or i'm going to learn a lot about yoga this summer and i'm going to learn a lot about meditation a lot about breath work this that the other thing and it's like all of that is good and great, and I love applying it, but then once you try to stay in that zone and keep up with it, you immediately are second-guessing, like, well, that person just said that XYZ was, like, the way to go, but now so-and-so over here is saying, well, 
you know, that's actually, they're showing that that's not. And it's like, well, how do you, how do you know <sighs> if there's two scientists saying that uh, blah, blah, it's like, yeah, right, dude, nutrition advice the... has changed countless times since I've been well, alive. Yeah. It's, and it's like, <clears throat> all right, so you got to cut through the weeds, like, uh, take with a grain of salt and then pick and choose from it what you want. And that's kind of like for everything, how I'm, and I feel a lot of people in my like age group from 20, excuse me, from like 22 to maybe I'd even say 21 to maybe like 26, 27. A lot of people I know in that age range kind of have the same approach to things. It's, I'm going to take in this information. A lot of us, not directly. Like I don't watch the news. I don't keep up with any of it. Um, with ever, you know, just honestly what, like my whole view at the moment, what the hell am I going to do about anything? Yeah. And I got to like figure my shit out. So let me uh, focus on that right now. And uh, when, if the cards fall and I have uh, time to spend to worry about a grander scheme, then I will. But for now, I just take in any of the information that I'm hearing from people about whatever's going on in the world or whether it's whatever I'm learning or sports, what have you. I take it in. I try to see if I care about any of it. And then if I do, I might try and research into it a little bit or dive in on it or think about it for a day or two. And then I'm, I try and forget about it if I'm like, oh, wow, that really didn't matter at all. Um <laughs> To me, at least, I'm not like to other people. Sure, it, it may, but for me, like, there's a lot of shit I hear throughout the day that, like, yet again, like going back to like what's important. It's like uh, for us, or for me at least, I can't say for my whole generation, obviously, but uh, you know, I'm into my physical fitness and fishing and my family and friends and being in nature, like it's pretty simple for me. So like anything that I'm doing, well, and I'm really into music, but you know, like anything in those categories, that's what I'm researching pretty much. Like at yeah, this point I like, in my life. I like life, that approach, man. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's at, a better approach than mine. I'll, I'll explain mine to you in a minute, but keep going. Yeah. And at this point in my life, like there's plenty of things I want to learn about. <clears> and <throat> I should be aware of, <clears throat> um, you know, I'll, as for most things, you kind of won't learn it truly until you just do it. But certain areas, like once you're in it, like you can definitely expand upon it and get into greater detail and understanding of whatever hobby it is, whether you're, you know, cooking or not even, I don't want to say hobby, but whatever like avenue you're going down next. Um, you know, whether it be cooking, <clears throat> woodworking, whatever, whatever, you know, all these little niche things that I end up finding myself doing but it does get overwhelming because there's so much I want to do because there's all of these categories that I, I find interesting so I want to start sending all of my time that way when in reality like there are these categories you know finances like how like going forward with the future plan moving out getting a house all of that stuff it's like I have spent no time, no bandwidth towards that. Not that I've had to immediately anyways, because that's not uh, exactly where I'm at situationally, but it's almost like there's there's so many dopamine hits to be had by trying to learn something that you want to, that the stuff that you might have to actually do like is definitely easier to get put on the back burner, for me at least. 
And well, I feel like that's a lot of it yeah. with my generation as well, and just like that lack of attention because you know that other stuff. Like I could research twenty different things in a day and learn little bits and pieces about a bunch of stuff, or I could have spent that whole day learning about one thing. You know, like it's just uh, yeah. You can consume so much, and it's it, there's good, you know, pros and cons to it. You can learn a lot, but it's also taking a lot of time and, you know, distracting you in ways. And, yeah, and if it doesn't, it, like, if it's just learning for the sake of learning, um, you know, that, that just, it, you could be doing different stuff with your time that could uh, yield a, a, a higher return on investment. I'm not knocking learning for the sake of learning yeah. at all. But especially when you're younger, um, you know, the, it, there's, like you said, it's, it's, it's got to be hard to, um, to focus on, on something specific, right? Like, like my generation and the generation before me, and this is unnatural, was uh, in, in a way like propagandized into having a national identity. Right. Like, you know, I mean, it was certainly the case, you know, after the Civil War, maybe um, late 18, you know, maybe early 1900s after colonial westward expansion. But you, you, like you could really say, though, from the let's call it the 40s forward, post-World War Two forward, we had this like righteous national identity, a national identity like you know, we, we were like, like I mentioned earlier, we we're consuming some of the very similar things. So we didn't have these like broad, like all, like this personal self exploration that your generation is able to do was just simply not possible. Yeah. Um, you know, and to, it's difficult to understand, like it, it, it's difficult for me to process uh, which is a better model. You know, like, I, I don't know. I mean, and even I don't even know if, if better is uh, the right word to use there. Yeah, because for different people, that's going to definitely apply. But no, no doubt. It's. Uh... Yeah, I mean, like, it, it just it's hard to imagine where. Okay, so if you take that forward, uh, you know, another decade, that same behavior pattern, what kind of world do we live in? And I'm not knocking it at all. Yeah. I'm trying to understand what kind of world that is. Oh yeah, um, well yeah, for sure. And like when I'm your age, how much like like the the amount of information, data, like grand scheme that I would have taken in, like even even just you know with the inundation of like everything of uh, constant TV, radio, all of this, it's like it's a wild amount. And then you add in like your, like you kind of mentioned it as a self-exploration, like doing all these going down these rabbit holes of what you want to do, whether it's music and all of that, it's like, you can, you, you just bombarded. Yeah. You get you know, paralysis. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, like what I, there's this book that, uh, uh, called hate Inc by Matt Taibbi, which is, a, it's an awesome read, but he talks about how, when I was kind of discussing where we were propagandized into we into one, we started becoming part of more partisan, but also we were guilt, like essentially guilted into 
main like if you didn't know what was going on with national or even international level politics um or policy or strategy like if you didn't know what was going on with national level news like people looked at you like what the fuck dude you're irresponsible like you should understand what's going on with our country like that you know that was like a thing and it was the major media companies like cnn the foxes that that got in the 24-hour news cycle that put that in our heads yeah. right you've that didn't exist prior to you so like that when you were born that was going on constant it, all i, I yeah, can you remember could, the so, news being on every single yeah so you could just yeah. turn it off into the background like you know that was just part of your existence but when you didn't have that and then it suddenly presented itself to you the way that it read the way that most people in my generation the older generations registered it is that man you've got to like you got to stay connected to this shit man like this yeah. is super important like you got sucked into it yeah. it took a lot of like some people are still trapped in it um but that's why i still feel like a nagging notion of trying to stay connected to that's why i listen to that breaking points podcast yeah. It's the only news that one that I listen to, but yeah, I, I listen to, uh, and, and to be honest with you, man, when I listen, I rarely, after I'm done listening to something that's dealing with national level news or international types of stuff, rarely do I conclude my session of listening, feeling better. I usually feel far worse yeah. than I did. Like I'm usually got some level of anxiety, um, after listening to it. Um, so I, I, you know, I don't know why I keep doing it to myself, but then all my other podcasts, yeah, I listen to Rogan, um, you and I, that Huberman lab, I yep, just stumbled yep, into, yep. but that's like, uh, healthy, at, like, you know, he's a yeah. health or a neuroscience teacher at, uh, Stanford just talks about all kinds of cool stuff from supplementation to exercise, to meditation, like all yeah. kinds of just personal uh, betterment type of things. It's, it's interesting. I, I find it interesting. Um, what else do I, I listen to the dark horse podcast. If I really want to get spun up, I'll listen to that. Um, what's that about? It's, uh, Brett Weinstein and, and Heather Hying. They're, uh, they're a couple. They're, um, they are, uh, evolutionary biologists yeah. and they started a podcast during covid because they oh i do know who you're talking about they, actually yes. yeah they, he, brett's been on um he's been on uh rogan a bunch of times yeah i've, but, I've watched an, a podcast with them i know exactly what you're talking about yeah he's a, they're sharp people and i i listen to them uh because they question everything and they have a really methodical way of, of like dissecting problems that I think sets a pretty solid example. You know, I, I don't know necessarily whether or not I agree with all of their, yeah. uh, the paths that they go down, but their methodology, I, I, I think is sound and I like to just kind of hear the way that they go through it. So when I, you know, if I really think about, and I listen to the meat eater podcast too, but if you like the podcast that I'm listening to, to be honest with you, dude, like, I, I'm, I don't really know that I'm listening to them to learn anything other than modeled conversations. Like to me, it's like if I'm by myself, like cooking or just chilling or driving somewhere, I'm listening to a podcast 
um, or an audio book, but mainly podcasts, just so I can hear, like, to feel like I'm connected to a conversation in a way. You know, just there's a conversation oh, yeah, being modeled that. around yeah. me, like, um, so it just keeps my, it's like, okay, just listening to the way that other people engage with one another, I think just sets, it just, it helps inform when you start, when I deal with clients or just even for this podcast or just meeting new people in general, I think it's, it's a healthy to have a, like a, a solid mm-hmm. database of, of just social experiences yeah. being modeled out there. If I really want to learn stuff, that's when I, I get, I get an audio book and I'll like, I'll just glue myself exclusively to that but anyway we had, oh, perfect timing dude yeah, yeah we got through it once again yeah that was a good episode thanks yeah, brother and uh yeah everyone don't don't forget excuse me there uh don't forget to send us a question or a topic that you'd want us to cover uh we'll be happy to look into doing that for you guys don't forget about the expo in february i'll bring it up a bunch before uh it comes and yeah stay safe stay warm everybody and uh, get out on the water if you can and if you can't get out on the water at least just get outside and go for a walk oh yeah all man. right we have got some weather see you guys